0: Hey, welcome friends. I've got a question for you today. I've got a question for you today. Do you sometimes struggle to find direction in your career? Do you sometimes struggle to find direction in your career? Whether you're new in it and not moving up or if you're seasoned and stuck today, We're gonna talk about five things that can catapult your career. You ready? Let's go. Welcome to Audit Bytes, the podcast that helps auditors become awesome. Join us for bite-sized info and education to excel in your auditing career. All right, friends, welcome to episode number 51. You see the title, Five Things to Catapult Your Career. But first, let me welcome you to the only live podcast where we talk about auditing. You see, it's a place where we help auditors to become awesome. You can catch up on past episodes like Board Governance Gone Wrong and others on your favorite podcasting platforms. That means Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you listen to your podcast. Do me a favor. Go give us a good five-star review. You can also catch us live on LinkedIn and YouTube. And today, episode number 51, five things that will catapult your audit career. But back to the question that I just asked. Anybody else out there sometimes, occasionally, Every once in a while, you struggle to find direction in your career. I think we all do at some point in time, right? Especially when you think about our profession, because it is changing rapidly. What an auditor looks like today is vastly different from what an auditor looked like years ago. Today, we're doing data analytics, cybersecurity, visual st- storytelling, thought leadership, training, you name it. But there's so much potential in our profession. It is a great preparatory career for other industries and other fields. But among all of this excitement, I talk to a lot of auditors daily who are dissatisfied, not necessarily with the profession, but dissatisfied trying to navigate the landscape of our profession. You see, there are a lot of inconsistencies in the expectations for our profession. Let me say that again. There are a lot of inconsistencies with the expectations for our profession. For example, many organizations use the internal audit department to do Sarbanes-Oxley work. According to a recent survey from the Institute of Internal Auditors, some audit departments are spending more than 50% of their time doing Sarbanes Oxley. And if you've ever heard me talk about that, Sarbanes Oxley is not internal auditing, not by a long shot. Now, I don't say that to diminish the effect of Sarbanes Oxley, but it is not internal auditing. So for many of us, navigating the expectations of an internal auditing career can become Confusing. Now, on top of that, on top of that, regulations are changing regularly, swiftly. Many countries are introducing new legislation and regulations for artificial intelligence. The Institute of Internal Auditors is about to release new standards. So everything is always changing. And auditors who can't keep up will most definitely suffer. So, there's a lot to navigate in our career from industry changes to audit changes. It's hard, but it is very important for us to keep up with what's happening in our industry and in our world. So, let's talk about a few things that we can do to catapult our career. Let's talk about a few things that we can do to catapult. Our career. Who's with me? You know what, though? Before we start doing that, for any of our regulars that are listening, you already know what to do. For anyone who's new, we'll tell you in a few moments what you can do to get your name put into a drawing for one of those great I Love Audit mugs. But for you regulars, you already know what to do. Okay, so let's talk about a few things that we can do to catapult our career. I see a couple of hearts over here on LinkedIn. I appreciate that. Listen, imagine an auditor as a seasoned explorer navigating a dynamic landscape. To avoid getting lost, you would regularly consult your map so that you can learn about the terrain that you're facing. This kind of commitment ensures that the explorer stays adept at the navigating and ever-changing landscape. So now, with auditors, it's similar to us. With the ever-changing landscape, we have to keep referring to our map. So the first thing that you can do to catapult your audit career is have a sense of continuous learning. Learning does not stop after college. It's something that you'll forever do for the rest of your life. So let's talk about that for just one moment. Continuous learning is like having an updated GPS for your auditing journey. It ensures that you're aware of the latest regulations and industry trends. You see, ultimately, continuous learning enhances our competence. Now, there's a consequence to not continuously learning. You see, it may lead to outdated knowledge increasing the risk of errors as we perform our work. But it doesn't have to be complicated. See, continuous learning encompasses a variety of things, including like what you're doing right now, listening to this podcast. It also includes things like reading daily, whether that's news unrelated to audit or related to business and finance or directly related to auditing. Reading every day as a muscle, you know, you read and you build up that muscle. So daily reading about business and current events is also continuous learning. Continuous learning helps you identify business trends and risks. It helps you understand what new tools and technologies are out there. And then once you put that into action, you become more efficient at what it is that you do. So this is essential. Listen, you can join me each week for one of my three podcasts. The first is the one that you're listening to now. Typically we broadcast every other Tuesday, however, we've just come off of a holiday, so I decided, you know, I'll let this be the last podcast of the year. But here's what you can do. Go to my website and you'll find a listing of broadcasts for this particular podcast.) My We broadcast every single Friday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and what we do is we take a fraud case from the news and we just talk about it. That's continuous learning. So if you like these podcasts, do me a favor. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. So continuous learning. Let me tell you about a time continuous learning actually helped me in my career, Years ago, I worked for Deloitte, and I had this one client. It was a life insurance company. I didn't know a whole lot about life insurance when they put me on the engagement. But I tell you what, after the engagement, I knew a whole lot about life insurance. Now, one of the problems that they were having is that they were behind about six months on their account reconciliations. And we couldn't understand why. So we asked a bunch of curious questions, and when we determined why they were behind, the reason was quite simple. You see, it took a lot of time, effort, and energy to get the data that they needed in order to perform the reconciliations. Now, because I'm an advocate for continuous learning, and this was a consulting engagement as opposed to like a true uh, external audit engagement, this was a consulting engagement, I figured out where their data was coming from and what some of the problems were. I then proceeded to teach myself visual basic programming and designed a script for them that actually pulled all the data that it took them hours to get. And this script boiled it down to a matter of seconds. That's the power of continuous learning and the things that we can do to help ourselves or to help our clients. A lot of times we talk about continuous learning under the guise of learning more about auditing, which is cool, which is good, which is necessary. But there are other things that can help complement and supplement our audit abilities that we also need to continuously learn about. Speaking of continuous learning and your career in auditing, I want you all to join me on January 9th for a very special course. This course is called Mapping Out Your Audit Career. I'm going to introduce you to what I call my audit career map. This is going to help you figure out where you are in your career and where you want to go and how to get there. It's January 9th, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can see the QR code on your screen. You can also see the link here on your screen. It is Slash career. I'll try to drop it into the chat. I'll try to drop it into the chat for you all a little bit later. Now, before I continue, let me ask, is this helpful to anyone? Do you find this helpful? Our first tip is continuous learning. And we've heard that a lot and we hear it all the time, but hopefully we've just presented it in a new and different way because it's not just going to audit seminars. you read daily what you consume, the people you surround yourself with, these are all sources of continuous learning. All right. You guys, I see Roxanne here and she's dropping the hashtag that audit guy into the chat. And so is Daniel. So for those of you who aren't regulars, if you would like your name put into a drawing for an I love audit mug, drop hashtag that audit guy into the chat and you will automatically be put into a drawing that will be held at the end of the podcast episode. All right. So now, with that said, with that said, let's go on and let's start talking about point number two. So listen, one of my favorite shows is a show called Psych, and it is a comedic comedic. Detective series. And in this show, a psychic detective named Sean Spencer. Well, he only pretends to be a psychic, but he really relies heavily on his keen observation skills to help him solve crimes. Now, you're probably wondering, what does that have to do with internal auditing? Imagine auditors as a modern day Sean Spencer. Auditors armed. With analytical prowess take on the role of process sleuths. So our next skill to catapult your audit career is analytical skills development. Now some people hear the word analytical skills and they think about data analysis. No, we're not talking about that. Listen, analytical skills enable auditors to identify unusual patterns or anomalies in behaviors. Now, this better helps us to perform objective evaluations. And I'll give you a good example of this. One of my really good friends, he's a school teacher. Now, to put it more exact, he's an education administrator for, the public, for a public school system. One day, he asked me to take a look at their expense data because it just didn't seem right to him. Something just felt off. And here's what I found out. You see, teachers every year have a certain amount of money allocated to them for supplies and other classroom expenses. And at the beginning of the year, this money is put into an account for each teacher to draw upon throughout the year. Now, if they don't use that money throughout the year, they lose it. So it's a use it or lose it principle, it's allocated back to a general fund. When I was looking at the data, something struck me as odd. I noticed at the end of every school year, and I do mean like three weeks before school was about to end, there was a wave of expenses that occurred. And so I asked him, I said, why are teachers spending all this money at the end of the year? And so he looked at me and he was like, I, I, I don't know. And then it occurred to me, They were spending it because they didn't want to lose it. However, if there was a mad dash at the end of the year, then obviously they didn't need that much during the year. Now, I know some people are going to argue and say, well, teachers aren't paid enough and teachers deserve this money. Well, all of that may be true, but that's beside the point that we're making here is observing behaviors. The behavior is if you didn't use the money throughout the year, obviously you didn't need it throughout the year. So that particular bucket had too much money allocated to it. Now, if they didn't spend the money and it went back to a general fund, maybe the people doing the budget would have a better sense of how much money they actually needed. And some of that money could have been allocated to raises. So what happens is when you have good analytical skills, you you are not clouded by some of the emotions that people bring you that will have you walking in the wrong direction sometimes. Because you could just see the argument, right? Teachers aren't paid enough, correct. Teachers work hard, correct. But what does that have to do with the fact that over 90% of the teachers are making 80% of the expenses the last three weeks of the school year? You see, having these good analytical skills will help you to catapult your career because you can perform objective assessments, but also you can combat the emotional piece that's going to come because it will, because it's natural, because we're all humans. Well, most of us are, right? Most of us are. (laughs) So five things that can catapult your career. Continuous learning is the first. Analytical skills is the second. Now, before I go on, I'm going to pause here for just one moment, and I'm going to go to our beautiful audience. And we've got some people on YouTube today. I always love it when people are on YouTube, right? A says the rationaliz- the rationalization piece is a part of the fraud triangle. Yeah, it is. And when we have good analytical skills, we can identify that and or combat it when we. See it, okay. So now, let me ask you, auditors. Anybody here like to dance? Anybody like to dance? Anybody like the samba or the tango? Anybody have a secret passion for dancing? Now I know what you're thinking. Here's Robert again, going off on one of his tangents. And you know what? You might be right. But let's talk about communication for just one more moment. This is the place where auditors and audit clients do a delicate dance. The relationship between auditors and audit clients can definitely be compared to a dance partnership. You see, just like in a dance where two individuals work together to create a beautiful performance, Internal auditors and their audit clients collaborate to achieve a common goal. In a dance partnership, trust, communication, and synchronization are extremely critical. Similarly, internal auditors build trust with clients by maintaining confidentiality, objectivity, and professionalism. You see, we communicate effectively and understand the needs of our client expectations just as a dancer would communicate through body language and cues to ensure that there's seamless coordination. And This is why soft skills are very important for internal auditors. It's not only what's said, but it's also what's seen. So just as dancers rely on each other's strengths to support one another in their weaknesses. Internal auditors work closely with our clients to assess areas, identify areas of improvement, and to mitigate risk. We provide valuable insights through our recommendations. So ultimately, both the dance partnership and the internal audit relationship thrives on mutual respect, cooperation, And a commitment to achieving shared excellence. And if you think about it like this, our audit process is a conversation, and the audit results, whether good, bad, or indifferent, well, that's the message within the conversation that we're communicating to people. But what we don't want to happen is for our message to get lost in translation. And so this brings us to our next critical skill to catapult your career, and that's effective communication skills. That is 100% effective communication skills. If you don't know how to clearly articulate a point, it does not matter how good you are at data analytics. It does not matter how good your work papers are. It does not matter how good your audit report is. You will be ineffective when it comes to dealing with your audit clients. So what we have to do is learn how to dance that delicate dance with our audit clients. Effective communication is your language bridge, connecting auditors and clients in a harmonious dialogue. If you ever noticed, my specialties in my training company is communication skills. And I believe that as many times as you see me on podcast and as much as you read my writing, that is proof positive that I am an effective communicator. As a matter of fact, I attribute that to much of the success that I've had in my career. So, with now with that said, if you'd like to brush up on your communication skills or learn some new things, go to my website, pick out some courses, call me up, invite me to your local IIA chapter or to your company, or look out soon for more on demand courses coming on my website, thatauditguy.com. So, now, as we move to the next critical skill to catapult your audit career, I'm going to ask you, what in the world is your favorite dessert? What is your favorite dessert? Now, I know I'm going to get a couple of emails from people again saying, you know, I thought you had gone crazy when you started asking us about desserts, but then you you kind of you brought it back home. I actually get emails like that where people say, I didn't know where you were going with it, but you you really brought that back home really nicely. That's because I practice effective communication skills. You you see? (laughs) No, but 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 in all seriousness, what is your favorite dessert? Drop it into the chat. Now, I know some people emailed me and said, I try to chat, but when I'm on the LinkedIn app, sometimes it won't let me enter comments. Yeah. LinkedIn is a little finicky like that sometimes. Sometimes the app won't let you comment. So I apologize for that. That's why you should go and subscribe to my YouTube channel like A did. And A, who are you? Wait. Your favorite dessert. That's the question that I have for everyone. My man Dan is here. Dan, you didn't expect to see me on a Friday. Dan, the Friday fraudster. Runs every Friday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, my friend. This is just a different podcast that I decided to do today because of the holiday earlier this week. But it's good to see you, Dan. I was thinking about you lately, too, man. I was going to reach out to you see how you were doing. I'll probably shoot you a message later on. Now, William says that he likes cake. William, any specific kind of cake? Come on, man. For me, I like chocolate cake. So I have three favorite desserts. Yeah, I know that's a little greedy, right? Pecan pie, sweet potato pie, and chocolate cake. Those are my favorites. William likes cake. William just said cake. He didn't say what kind of cake, right? <laughs> so <laughs> but listen, when it comes to pecan pie and sweet potato pie, nobody, and I mean nobody, can make them like my grandmother. So listen, my grandmother died earlier this year and about 2 to 3 years before she died she gave my mother the recipe for her sweet potato pie and even with the ingredients even with the ingredients my mom still could not replicate my grandmother's sweet potato pie now don't get me wrong my mother's sweet potato pie is delicious but my grandmother's was delicious on steroids but even with the exact recipe It just does not taste the same. So what we're thinking is she probably snuck in something that she didn't tell us, and that's what made it taste so good. But by now, by now, you're probably wondering what in the world does dessert have to do with auditing? But before I tell you, let's go back to our audience. Now, Dan says apple crumb pie. Ooh, that's a good one. I actually have an apple pie in the kitchen right now, a pecan pie and an apple pie. (laughs) Dan said he needs to keep better track of my shows. Yeah, I guess I am kind of everywhere. Oh, I didn't see Roxanne fudge cake. Ooh, fudge, chocolate fudge cake. That actually sounds really, really good. That sounds really, really good. I appreciate that, William. Okay, so now all of this talk about pie, I know somebody is hungry. So let's go ahead and talk about what in the world that has. To do with internal auditing you see it's very simple auditors should learn how to be like chefs. Chefs understand the art of cooking but many have a specialty that they are known for. So envision an auditor as a chef who specializes in a unique cuisine by delving deep into a niche area the chef becomes an expert offering specialized dishes that stand out in the culinary landscape. Similarly, the auditor might specialize in cybersecurity audits, compliance audits, etc., providing unique and highly valued services. Now, I know some of you are probably thinking, wait a minute, But I'm the guy who always says you have to know a little bit about a lot of different things to be an auditor. And this, my friends, is very much so true. But at some point, you have to be well known for something, whether that's a specific audit technique. Like my friend Trent with data analytics, or if that's being known in a specific industry like my friend Dana in the fintech industry. You have to be known for something. That doesn't mean that there aren't a variety of things that you can do pretty good, but there has to be something that you excel at. Yes, Daniel, she had a secret recipe. We still don't know what it was, man. Still trying to figure it out. But auditors should be like a chef. And while I'm here and we're talking about careers, let me go back to what I said earlier. I am inviting you to my course, Mapping Out Your Audit Career, where I'm going to introduce you to my audit career map. It is January the 9th at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You see the QR code, scan it, go sign up. I look forward to seeing you there. All right. So, so now that brings us to our next area to catapult your audit career, other than being the chef, right? Specialize in the area, specialize in a niche area. Again, whether that's a specific auditing technique like report writing or a specific industry like banking, finance, insurance, education, carve out your niche. Specializing is your secret sauce, transforming you into a maestro in a niche area. You see, without it, your career might be a bland dish in the banquet of auditing. So specialize in a niche area. Now, we're almost, almost at the end. That's four, right? It's four things. So let's talk about the fifth thing that will catapult your audit career. So listen, you all, over the past few years, I've had the opportunity to meet some really great people. Many of them were auditing professionals. Some were not. But you all have impacted me In ways that words cannot describe, I have formed friendships and partnerships that have helped me personally get through some very interesting and sometimes some very tough times. But before we talk about the fifth thing, let's just go ahead and get ready for a giveaway. All right. Before we get to the giveaway, I'm gonna give you one last opportunity to get your name in the drawing for the giveaway. And you know what else? I'm actually a few days behind on the giveaways because I think William won last week. So William, I've gotta send you your uh, coupon code to get your gift. So, so, put hashtag that audit guy, into the chat if you would like your name to put to be put in the hat for the giveaway. Now, I will say for those of you who are here this week, you are probably lucky because my guess is, since this is a holiday week, there aren't that many people listening live. So you all that are here, you're probably lucky because... You've just increased your chances of winning. There you go, A on YouTube. That audit guy into the chat. All right. Without further ado, here we go. A on YouTube, (laughs) send me an email so that I know who you are and uh, send me an email. You know what? So here's what's interesting. I just kicked off the survey and hit the winner and there were four people who actually Added their name to the list. So here's what we're gonna do. Since it's holidays, we're actually gonna we are going to draw again. Mikari Taylor, send me a message. If you're on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn. Send me a message on LinkedIn. Um, if you're not on LinkedIn, why? <laughs> all right, will do. Happy holidays to Robert and your family and all of those on the call. Hassam. Oh, what's going on, Hassam? Yeah, sometimes you show up as a LinkedIn user, and so sometimes I don't see who you are. So I'm glad you put your name on there this time. Okay. Okay. So now, now let's get ready for our last point today. Let's get ready for our last point today on things that can catapult your audit career. Before I go there, let me ask you all a question. Is this helpful to you? If it's helpful, drop a yes for me into the chat. If it's really helpful, here's what I want you to do. Send this podcast to a friend. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Send this podcast to a friend who you think could benefit from it. Can you do that for me? Okay, so let's recap. Things that will catapult your audit career. Now, this is interesting. Hmm. Hi. First, continuous learning. Second, analytical skills. Third, effective communication skills. Fourth, specialize in a niche area. And the fifth one was networking. Networking with other auditors will do more for you in your career than you can ever, ever imagine. You see, networking is you're vibrant marketplace connecting you to a bustling city of knowledge and opportunities. Now, let me explain to you what I mean by that. So listen, I, I've been around for quite some time. I got my first audit job in 1997, but don't hold that against me. My second audit job I got because I filled out an application, and that was with Deloitte. After that, the next two to three jobs that I got was simply because I knew someone, and they picked up the phone one day and called me and said, "Listen, I've got a job, and I want you to come and work for me in that role then i got another job by filling out an application, but then the next job that I got was actually through a referral. I got a phone call one day sitting at my desk, and someone said, "Listen." We got a job opening and we really want you to fill it. After I started my company, a lot of the clients that I get. Are because of referrals, because of networking with other people. So never, ever underestimate the power of networking. And speaking of networking, here's my ask of you all again. If you like the way that I present things. If you like this podcast and you'll love my training, if you've ever seen me on a virtual or a live training, let the other people know in the chat so that they can understand whether I'm good or bad or not. But if you like this style, the interaction, the engagement, tell your local IIA chapter, have them reach out to me. Tell your company, because if you have at least about eight to 10 or more auditors, It's probably more efficient and cost effective for you all to simply bring me in to help you meet your CPE hours than to spread everyone out going to things that they may not get any value from. So that is one of my ask of you all. Now, my other ask is that, listen, join me on January the 9th, 9 a.m., mapping out your audit career. That is my new course on January the 9th. All right. So. What I really want to say now is thank you all for joining me on this episode of. Audit- things that will catapult your audit career. And some of you are saying, yes, you found it helpful. Daniel was saying definitely helpful and linked some of my friends. Uh, yes. All right. I like that enthusiasm. And William is saying, yes, it is very much so helpful. I appreciate that because honestly, I don't want to do anything that's not helpful to you all and to our audit community as a whole. So, as always, thank you for joining me. Let's get ready for a brand new year with new clothes to come every week Thank you for watching this episode of Audit Bytes. Thank you for watching this episode of Audit Bytes. If you receive value from this podcast, do us a favor. First, tell other auditors. Second, give us a five-star review. And finally, talk to Robert about training your auditors. Our contact information is on our website, www.thatauditguy.com. It's also where you will find our course catalog, on-demand courses, a kickbutt blog, other podcasts, Robert's best-selling books, and last but not least, Audit merch. That's right, we have Audit hats, shirts, mugs and more. Thanks for watching and listening. See you next episode.